Welcome everyone to the Anna Tong podcast, the podcast on healing, spirituality, and self-growth. I am Anna. Thank you wholeheartedly for being here. I'm so, so grateful for you. Join me as I interview and learn from transformational coaches, leaders, teachers, healers, psychics, friends, and more. So today, I'm really, really grateful to host the lovely Jay on this podcast. So Jay is a psychic channeler, spiritual activator, mindset strategist, and certified emotion code practitioner. Thank you so, so much for being here today, Jay. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have a chat with you. So how's your day going so far? Today has been a beautiful day. We are in lockdown, so it's kind of forcing all of us to go inwards, I think, and just work so much on our mental health and spirituality and goals and creativity. So today has been kind of all of that wrapped into one so far. Oh, that's amazing. I'm also based in Sydney. Right. You're based in Sydney, right? (laughs) Yeah, so you are in the thick of the lockdown as well. You understand. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, So I just wanted to start with um, what are three things that you are grateful for? That's a question that I asked all my podcast guests just to start it off with something a bit more positive. Yes, I love that. And gratitude is so important. And I actually, I I do write a little gratitude list mentally every morning. So it gets easier and easier. I think when you start, you think of a few things and then it just, the list gets bigger and bigger. So three things I'm grateful for today. The first thing is I'm so grateful that we create our own reality. I'm so grateful that we live in a world where we can choose our perception, choose our emotions, have that emotional intelligence and ultimately create our own reality. I just feel like that is just, it's, so empowering and I always come back to that to remind myself whenever things get a little bit crazy that I can still whatever's happening on the outside I'm still always in control of what's happening inside and my perception so that's the first thing um second thing I'm so super grateful for this beautiful planet that we live on I'm actually just looking out the window now out my bedroom window looking at the ocean and the moon is already really high in the sky beautiful blue skies and I just yeah every day I'm just so 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 grateful for this beautiful planet that we're so lucky to live on and hmm, number three uh I'm grateful for love I'm grateful for the feeling of love that we can hold in our heart at any time and for people that we love in this life and that love us, our family, our friends, and to be able to share that love, especially in, in challenging times, we always, always, always have love in our hearts. So I'm grateful for that. That's so, so beautiful. I really liked how you mentioned that um, you're grateful yeah. for love and also grateful for being able to create our own reality and I really resonate in the sense that reminding myself that we control our reality and we get to choose every moment, the thoughts that we choose, the actions that we take. It's very, very empowering when we think of it in that way. Yeah, I think it just gives us, it it gives us that power back because sometimes it can seem like things are spinning out of control or life is happening to us. And when we remember that we can actually choose to 
perceive anything through the eyes of love or through the eyes of fear and all the different emotions in between it just gives us our power back to realize you know people always say we can't control the actions of others but we can control how we respond to that it just gives us our power back definitely and it's also during this lockdown there's there could also be that um I guess give it's about choosing how we see this lockdown whether we're going Mm. to give our power away to fear to being fearful and um I guess my question is like what are your suggestions in terms of during this lockdown how to not give your power away Mm, oh it's such a good question because there's so much fear that's going around the world right now and there's so many contrasting perceptions and beliefs and stories and it's there's a real divide and it's so clear to see that and to feel that people are turning against each other and this real divide has been formed around different people's opinions um we've got social media now that obviously we people can kind of hide behind the safety of their phone screens and just go crazy in social media um really strongly expressing those opinions on either side of the spectrum um so it's very easy to be kind of whisked whisked into that uh, fear that is definitely widespread around the world right now so in terms of how can we sorry remind me of your original question what how would what would I uh, suggest to help people that are kind of struggling right now in that regard that's right to get some of that power back um I think I again going back to this golden staple that we create our own reality I think that that is a concept that is very difficult to grasp sometimes because when we think of and we witness things in our life that we are so horrific to us or so um, negative or just not what we would ever think that we would choose to create it just it's very hard to understand how we could be creating that so I think the easiest thing to do is to just come back to basics I was explaining this to somebody um not so last weekend actually on a Facebook live as the image I was shown like um you know like a when you get that that uh like a nuclear bomb and it's like that massive cloud like that mushroom shaped cloud that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in the sky Mm -hmm. and that's often what our emotions and our thoughts and reality can do to us and it just really just like um what's the word I'm looking for escalates and just grows and grows and grows and if we can just if we imagine that process reversing and just see how that all just comes back to a single point in time I like to remind myself there's only this moment so everything I'm thinking about in this moment right now about something that could happen in the future something that has happened in the past something that could happen to tomorrow in a month's time all these things that have not even they don't exist outside of my mind and outside of my thoughts if I can bring all of that back to just a single point in time or remind myself that all there is is this perception in this moment right now that's the first thing that for me it just it calms it just it brings so much calm to say I'm actually only just now the only thing that exists is now so that's one that's kind of the first uh quite a big way I would say to tackle when overwhelm takes over and when things seem like they're just spiraling out of control and it's all getting a bit too much yeah definitely and it's like bringing yourself back into this present moment Mm, yeah yeah and um and also I think I noticed that sometimes the fear doesn't belong to us so it's like 
um, mm. for people who are very sensitive to other people's emotions. You could be like feeling other people's fear and there's a bit mm. of like a confusion, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And also remembering that I really believe that we are part of a collective consciousness. So our there are different collective consciousnesses within different societies, countries, cultures, um, areas of the world, and whatever's going on. Like we could have a different collective um, consciousness in Sydney versus Melbourne versus other parts of the world where different realities are playing out. And we're kind of all contributing to that. So we do get sucked into that collective consciousness as well. I believe it's really important to remember our energy and come back to ourself and come back to cleansing our energy remembering who we are being in our energy a hundred percent and knowing that everything on the outside again we can choose to see that through the eyes of love and and just shower it in love or we can choose to contribute to the fear and see it through the eyes of fear but either way we're choosing what we are playing into i think that was really really beautifully explained and i am wondering how how did you begin this journey of understanding seeing through through, oh, sorry, seeing, understanding the concept of seeing love through the lens of fear. Seeing Wait, through the eyes of love. Sorry. Seeing through the eyes of love versus through the eyes of fear. Yes, that's what <laughs> I, I meant. I was just like, just a second, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I, uh, this, I was thinking about this earlier, actually. I feel like I've always had this thing where even before I kind of fully understood the, sp- the full spectrum of my gifts and um ability like spiritual abilities and what i'm able to tune into and tap into and to give some sort of assign some sense or logic to that before i kind of had that that understanding i used to just always slip into these moments where everything would just seem clear and we i often say this to to clients and to people i'm just chatting with when you know the uh, things can just get uh, heavy and um overwhelming like I said and then maybe we'll just be driving down the the motorway the freeway whatever I think they call it freeway in Australia um with the sun shining and the the windows down and uh, maybe our favorite songs playing and then just in that moment it just everything feels like it's going to be okay and we just have higher clarity and higher we just can see things as being okay like everything's okay and I always used to slip into those moments. I've, my whole life, I've had that. I'm, I'm so grateful to have had that kind of, I always used to, to just call it higher perspective. So I'd say, oh, higher perspective's coming through. Higher perspective's coming through. And I'd take that. And even if something was making me so upset and so triggered and so overwhelmed, I would still have those moments where the clarity just came and sometimes it was only a fleeting moment it might just be a split second where I would receive like a thousand thoughts or just just a feeling in that split second that everything's okay and other times it would last a little bit longer um, and that's what I've learned to kind of hone into and tap into so that now I'm at the point where if I am seeing something and it's causing me negative emotion whatever I'm focusing upon if that's causing me negative emotion I now say to myself okay, I'm not seeing this through the eyes of higher perspective because I believe in those higher realms and that higher frequency that everything serves a perfect purpose. So if I'm seeing this and it's evoking some negative emotion in me, I'm seeing it in a different way to the way that my higher self sees it. So how can Mm -hmm. I tune in? So now I can tune in and ask, how does my higher self see this? Let me see this through the eyes of love. What's the beauty in this? And then I find that when we can see the beauty in it and see it through those eyes of love, it transmutes because everything that we look upon, uh, what's what's that quantum 
uh, experiment called the, I think maybe just even the perceiver effect, that an atom doesn't exist until there's a perceiver or an observer, maybe it's the observer effect. An atom yeah. doesn't exist until there's someone to observe it. So they say like, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it or see it, did it actually fall? Does it actually exist? So now I think to myself, and I, I, I'm grateful to realize that, whatever we perceive, it will be that way for us. That comes back to creating our own reality. So if we can then perceive something through the eyes of love and see the beauty in it, it will become love and it will become, we transmute it. We transmute the very thing that we're looking at. Yeah, definitely. And really zooming out and seeing the bigger picture from like a bird's eye perspective. Mm, mm, yeah, exactly. Because we can be so caught up in something sometimes and then when we step out of that to say look this situation has triggered x y and z inside of me but if I was an outsider like you said just a bird's eye view or to, if I was to step out of that situation and just actually see the beauty in it and what that could potentially be sometimes it, it gives us much more clarity to see things outside the box but it's very difficult when we're when we're in it definitely yeah and like sometimes I know for me I get like attached to that emotion or the negativity but then when I like more focus, be more focused on the present moment and I feel the calmness of the present moment of nature, how everything is just so beautiful and so loving, that perspective mm. is just so, just so nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really just feels so good. And then when we can feel that beautiful positivity and love washing through our body, it just makes everything better it just it makes us feel loving and forgiving to people who have hurt us it makes us see stressful situations as a lesson it just transmutes everything when we're able to get into that energy yeah that's that's, that's amazing <laughs> yeah uh -huh. it's a it's a, it's a beautiful perspective I feel like it's a it's, it's not always easy when we are in the thick of something but if we can learn to start easing ourselves up the emotional scale to be able to just just to consider, I often say like an easy way to do this is just to consider that, I always use this example because it is, it just really explains this point and drives it home, that somebody could walk into a room with 10 people and they could, this one person could say one thing and leave the room and each of those 10 people could see that differently. Yeah. So all this person's done is walked into the room and said something, but whatever each of those people has going on inside of them that will shape their perception so therefore it will shape the way that they interpret that so some person you know let's say there's 10 women in a room and a man walks into the room and says um oh by the way your your husband's cheated on you I always use this example and then the woman that <laughs> I feel because it, 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 it it's a good example because the woman that feels um really low self-worth and self-esteem she'll blame herself the woman that has high self-esteem and that believes that everything is a lesson will say what's this trying to teach me the woman that has anger trapped inside and this this has happened to her 10 or 15 times before will feel angry so everybody sees it a different way so to, just to remind ourselves that sometimes when we are in the thick of something or something is feeling quite overwhelming to us and we we're not quite sure how to ease ourselves up the emotional scale because it's not always easy um that's also quite a good reminder to say well there are actually millions of different ways to perceive this thing this one thing so even just the knowing of that that there are other ways to perceive it it's like when you're upset about something and then you tell a friend and they say oh i wouldn't i wouldn't look at it that way I actually see it this way it's just another perspective mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and everyone's just bringing their own beliefs and own past experiences into 
interpreting that situation. Exactly, yeah, because our, yeah, our perception is everything. So, and we are in control of our perception. So that comes back to going within and saying, I can see this a different way. And sometimes even if we don't know how to see it a different way, just saying to ourselves, there are other ways to see this is enough to ease, ease that a little bit to say, okay, I can just acknowledge that there are other ways to see this. And this is just one way I'm seeing it. Hmm. That's, that's really interesting. I feel like what you're explaining right now is something that I probably personally need to hear. <laughs> that's why it's being <laughs> delivered. <laughs> like not just for my podcast audience, but also for myself. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't that just absolutely perfect? I feel like we always just, we're always co-creating together, like at the perfect time. And I often, don't you think this sometimes that we're just messengers of energy? I often think that we're just bumbling about on this planet and our, our higher selves are kind of guiding us and we feel um, inspired to do certain things, to speak to certain people, to, and every single person that we're crossing paths with, we're like this, messenger of energy where yeah. we use our words to just purely translate whatever energy is coming through to us and you know you could have like a, a a two minute conversation with someone in a shop but they might just mention something and you leave and you think huh like something that they mentioned it makes you think or uh, maybe they mention a book or they tell you about yeah. something that's uh, happening next week and it's I often have these moments where I think that person was just a messenger on my path so I think I believe that we're always coming together and co-creating and then we're just translating what any whatever energy that other person needs to hear or to feel definitely and we have to be present in the moment to be able to be that messenger to deliver the message or to hear the learning that needs to be brought to us it's like synchronicity right yeah, perfect synchronicity, exactly that. And when we are able to just kind of go with the flow and be in the moment and just uh, follow our heart and follow the inspirations that come up and take inspired action, when we're in that space, life becomes so much more easy because we're just kind of floating through, following the signs, following the guidance and the inspiration, and then meeting the people we're supposed to meet, having the experiences we're supposed to experience with an underlying level of trust that this is supposed to happen. Absolutely. And it feels more fun and effortless as well when you keep on meeting the right person at the right time or like the messages that come to you are what you need to hear at that moment. Whereas yeah. I think we've just learned how to struggle with life where it could just mm. be much easier and just going down the slide, going along, right along the waves instead of going against yeah. what um yeah just going against everything and feeling that resistance yeah yeah which is not always easy I fully fully acknowledge that I was just having this conversation this morning with a friend to say sometimes when you're triggered because I'd had an experience that triggered me massively yesterday and so I was having this conversation with a friend this morning saying that when you're triggered it's you you you're that perception that needs to be triggered is so strong in your field so mm. it feels so strong for all of those emotions and that perception to see it that one way is so strong and then she, we were saying and, and reminding ourselves that reminding me mostly that that happened that you know that person was a specific messenger and that happened at this exact point in time because it had to happen that exact way. And yep. sometimes we'll say, yeah, but this just keeps happening or this thing just keeps coming back around. And then 
my friend actually said to me to, to remind me because I was in a, in a completely different space, not able to receive clarity as, e as easily. She mm. reminded me, but you're not in that. It's not the same thing that's coming back around because where you are at right now in this point of time is your, your energy that, and your perceptions and your ability to handle this and to see it through a different lens and all the things, all the lessons you've learned up until this point, it's not the same. It's the first time you've ever been in this situation. And even if it happened again next month or next year, you would be a different person again. So again, whatever has been said and whatever has happened at this perfect point in time is for a perfect, perfect reason for our soul's growth. If we can just, just accept that, okay, there's different ways to see this. I've been triggered. This particular perception is what I'm seeing it through as right now. But it's amazing how when you then shift your perception, you can read the same message, um, recall the same conversation that you've had and just just feel it and see it so much differently. Yeah, and um, I've heard the quote that healing, healing is like unpeeling the layers of an onion. So that's why the trigger or the lesson will keep on coming up until you learn it however like you're saying each time it comes up um you'll see it from like a different lens you'll get better at working through it even though yeah. the first few times it might be really really challenging but when you keep on working through it keep on uncovering the layers that you're triggered by then you'll eventually get there yes exactly and we are a different person each time so the way that we handle something this time versus last time we do see it slightly differently and this leads me on to a, a great point actually is that I always love working with when I am working to clear fears limiting beliefs core beliefs I always love to get straight to the core because yeah it's all uh, this is always shown to me when I when I'm channeling um like core beliefs limiting beliefs surface level beliefs that the core belief is always shown to me as um like the princess or the precious jewel that's being guarded right in the heart of the castle and then all of the walls that form around that castle are like you said the layers of the onion the layers of limiting beliefs that just go out and out and out protecting ultimately this thing in the center in the core so we can sometimes feel like we are clearing and clearing and clearing and the same situation is coming up again and again and again but whilst we keep clearing those surface level beliefs and then even some more of the layers, some more of the layers, the more of the layers, they can rebuild. Those, those walls can rebuild until we address what's at the core. And that's ultimately what we're getting closer towards as we are peeling back those layers of the onion. But it can sometimes seem like, you know, we've been clearing for decades or this same issue just keeps coming up and up and up. And when we get straight to the, when we can actually get to the core, which is what we're hoping to get to past all these layers of the onion, then it can wipe everything out. So it doesn't always happen that way. Of course, we, we but that's what I like to remind myself when things seem like they do just keep coming up and coming up and coming up. That's why I like to then say, right, let's get to the core of this. Why? And I feel like these core beliefs that we have ingrained in our subconscious, they're so closely attached to our identity mm. that these are our biggest and most beautiful life lessons. Because if we have these really strong core beliefs that are attached so strongly to our identity, telling us um, I'm not lovable, I'm unworthy, um, I'm a failure, I whatever, whatever it is that we have ingrained so deeply, the 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 beautiful divine truth on the flip side of that is just such a beautiful life lesson it's like yeah. I think of it as it, it, in this journey of life that we're all going through right now with all of our different realities and all of our different experiences and all of the lessons that we are so uniquely learning each of us 
these lessons are like our main lessons to learn as part of this life. It's like why we came here. We came to have these experiences. We came to have the contrast so that we came to have the limiting beliefs and we chose to have those ingrained in our subconscious so that then they could teach us this beautiful, beautiful lesson. Oh, that was, that was so beautifully said. And like, I feel like I was going to say that with our core beliefs, it's pretty interesting how, they really generally stem from our childhood and how once we have that belief, the pattern keeps on um, happening and like until we break that belief. I just find that really, really fascinating, like things about the subconscious Mm -hmm. mind. Yeah, I find when I'm working with core beliefs, that's exactly it. So when I'll often have people come to me um, and I do like just a quick tune in for people and they ask it on Facebook lives or or whatever the context and Mm. they'll say, you know, I'm struggling with my business. I can't attract clients. And then I start to I tune in and I start to be to see these different beliefs for for them and the surface level beliefs may be I can't find I can't find my clients. I can't find my ideal client. And then underneath that might be um, people are not willing to pay. And then underneath that might for my services. And then underneath that might be, I don't have enough to offer. And then it just keeps going down and down and down. And it's like, when we get to the core belief, the core belief will be something like, I don't have a purpose or Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. So everything on the outside of that, if you don't believe you have a purpose, your your subconscious is not going to let you excel in business. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to let you excel in this because, and then all the, we just keep clearing these surface level beliefs. Like, well, I can't find the clients to pay for me. And then, these surface level beliefs they will adapt as our reality adapts so then maybe we do find a client that's willing to pay for us but then we'll sabotage in another way because it's like oh damn it that surface belief's just been proved wrong so yeah. the core belief like our ego mind will never let us be wrong so it's like build another wall you know she stripped one wall back and the reality's changed build another wall until yeah. we get to that real core belief so it just yeah it's it can seem frustrating but um yeah absolutely with the with these core beliefs i i've been um the way that they're presented to me when i kind of look for the core of of where they're coming from like their origin it's it is either from i always tune in to say to check is it from this lifetime is it from a past lifetime is it like a soul contract is it something that we've agreed to be a part of our character in this life before we even come into this body, into this physical body. So we just know that we're entering into this um, energetic concoction of our families, our entire ancestral history down to our parents and the energy they pass down to us. Mm-hmm. And we're taking upon all of those limiting beliefs, that uh, those trapped emotions, that energetic baggage basically. Um, so it's, it's amazing where these core beliefs can actually be instilled and where they come from in the first place as well. Yeah. It is really, really amazing because just today, this morning, I was working with a core belief of um, that actually came from like a past life. But it was like, because mm. I've always wondered why sometimes I'll be or fall back into like a victim mentality. And it was because of that core belief um, from mm. a past life. And that was just really, really interesting to delve into. It's like, you know, things that we say or do from past lives still affect us in this reality. Yeah, exactly. And and lots of teachings will say that because there the time and space doesn't exist the yep. way we know it in higher dimensions, that everything's actually just happening right now. So when yep. we are from those perspectives in the vast context of all the different dimensions and all space and time so when we are clearing something so it kind of makes sense in that regard as well if you look at it that way that something would still be affecting us now because 
electrons exist everywhere. So if we are clearing something in us now, or if we have something from that lifetime, and then that's affecting us there, it's also affecting us now, like all these different characters that we're potentially playing in all these different lifetimes. And what's so powerful is that once we collapse the quote-unquote lower vibrational lifetimes where we played victim roles, that allows us to be filled with more light and like it's it's like how you were saying going up the motion scale but I see that in like a past life perspective as well mm, yeah yeah definitely it's like what we're clearing now like whenever I work with that as for example when I whenever I work with ancestral um beliefs tracking back that we've you know inherited emotions and beliefs and and all sorts of energies that we've inherited down the family line when we clear it in us we clear it down the entire line because energy can't be created or destroyed is the way it's always shown to me mm-hmm. it just it, it's there so if it's in us it's like when we heal some when we look at um maybe uh, a relationship and we say okay what's what's upsetting you with this relationship how can i see this a different way how am i perceiving this let me heal the way i'm perceiving this and then we notice the other person we heal it in us and we feel better about the situation we see it through the eyes of love and then the other person comes to us and responds differently so it's like we've healed it in in them as well so I see the same dynamic when we're working with things from past lives if if that's cleared in us then whether we think of it as a past life or happening now doesn't matter whichever way we prefer to see it it's clearing in us now as well and across all of our different characters or all of our different lives that we've lived it just clears across all space and time because that energy can't be created or destroyed we can't clear part of the energy if it's a string of energy that connects us we can't just clear part of the string we clear the whole thing transmute it back to the light yeah and I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm really really passionate about doing this work and just being able to change the people around us as well because like you were saying once we clear and heal the traumas within ourselves the people around us start changing as well that energetic relationship is just so much better <laughs> yeah yeah and we're just doing the work on ourselves, and then we're just seeing that reflected in all of those around us our family and our friends and that goes back to again knowing that everything on the outside of us is just a reflection of what's going on inside of us so we can we are affecting our whole reality by working on just us we don't have to try and control or manipulate another person's behavior going back to that quote I said earlier when when um it's often said that you know we can't control the behaviors of another but we can just control our reaction to it Mm -hmm. I like to go one step deeper than that because I actually don't believe that we can't control the behaviors of another we don't want to be controlling the behaviors of another but I don't believe that we're not um affecting in any way, the behaviors of another. I don't believe that that's separate to us. Like you said, when we work on ourselves, the people around us change. And I believe that when we work on ourselves and we change our perception towards someone or towards a dynamic between us and another, it does change that other person because we can choose, different people respond differently to us, right? Like Mm -hmm. you could be in the workplace and you could say, uh, your your friend could say to you, or your colleague could say to you, like, what's the problem with our boss? He's always so demanding. He's like, he's so angry. And then we could say, oh, I don't, I don't find that from him. Actually, he's really super chill with me. And he's, I, I actually get on with him really well. People respond differently to different people based on the way that we're choosing to see them. So again, I I feel like we are in total control of that as well, but only when we take the perception that we don't need to control another and that's not the end result. We're not trying to control the other person's behavior. We're just fixing whatever needs attention 
or need some healing within us and then just as a direct um, side effect or a result that it just change the other person changes their the way that they reflect back to us as well yeah and I mean it, I could really see it in the classroom because um I'm doing casual teaching right now and um you know how some teachers work with work better with some students so on days mm. where I feel like there's a lot going on in my mind I'll attract classes which are like quite rowdy and like stuff always happens but then the next day like I would attract like a class that's very very calm and that's when I know that in my mind it's like calm <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that it's like if you're a very loving person you choose to, you you just believe others are loving because you're loving so you project that onto people yeah. so then you you'll you'll always get the lovely um customer service assistant or the lovely person at the airport or oh if we were ever allowed to go to airports any anytime <laughs> soon but you know you know what I mean like you'll get you'll get all the lovely people you'll get all the and then somebody else that just is in a really foul mood or it's just feeling really angry or that's what you're going to reflect back from people that day you'll get the grumpy customer service assistant person you'll get the unhelpful whatever you know whoever you're crossing paths with so we definitely reflect whatever's going on inside of us we reflect that back in the others around us i truly believe that yeah yeah and we can always but, control that <laughs> it's all about shifting yeah. our beliefs and our mindset yeah, that's exactly it. Like, and take that as a lesson and take that as such an important exercise that if someone is um, reflecting something to us that makes us feel some sort of a negative emotion, I always like to say, why am I writing that script for them? Because it's come from within me. That's why it's reflecting back to me. So why am I writing that script for them? Or why am I causing them to act that way? Why have I decided that they should act that way? There's something within me that is reflecting that back to them. Because if I was in a really loving space and I was an open channel to give and receive love, I would be reflecting that love back from them. So if I'm not, if I'm reflecting conflicts or if I'm reflecting anger or um, coldness, um, or, or in lots of people's cases, we would call it like rejection or lack of love. Why, why am I pushing them away and causing that why am I not letting that love in why am I not reflecting their love back into my life what's within me and it's just such a it's just such a beautiful opportunity to constantly like you said peel back more and more of those layers of the onion for ourselves to understand more and more and more about ourselves yeah and when we do that we're not like I think the common theme of, of this podcast is that concept of giving our power away so when we do that we're taking our power back and it's like we are creating our realities yeah so I think yeah. that's just so so powerful <laughs> yeah that is the, just the common like you said it's like the foundation or the staple and like the basis of this conversation and of your entire podcast to take your power back to know that life is not happening to you it's things are happening for you and things are happening because of you like you it's it's your choice of how you're perceiving the reality around you so and that's not in attached to any sort of blame but it's empowering yeah I I really, really love that. And I think that's a huge reminder for everybody um, in any situation that we have the choice to choose to see it through the lens of love or fear. Yeah, and it's not always easy to do. So I, I appreciate that. Sometimes you can listen to 
you know, spiritual um, coaches and they're just like, oh, you just do this, you just do that. And people are going to appreciate, like, oh, just, oh, just see it through the eyes of love. And it's like, excuse me, it's not always that easy. And I fully, fully comprehend that it's not always that easy. But, and, and when we're, especially for ourselves, when we're in it, it's, it's the most difficult to get clarity for ourselves because we know ourselves so well and we are being, at the end of the day, dictated and run by these, these limiting beliefs and, and or all of our beliefs, a concoction of everything that's going on within us, all of our energies it's it's quite hard to get that clarity sometimes for ourselves but we do always have the power to at least acknowledge okay this is coming from within me so let's go within and it's just such a useful exercise to say what am I witnessing right now why is that causing me negative emotion what how am I translating this situation because again like I said one person could say something and 10 people could respond completely differently mm. depending on whatever's going going on for them so if you're witnessing this, how are you translating it? And we get this all the time with communications and in relationships where one person's trying to express themselves and the other person will just completely interpret that the way that their beliefs are dictating. So they're saying, okay, so what you're saying is that I, I don't try enough, um, and this, this is, and the other person will say that, no, that's not what I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying. So we, it's such a useful exercise to witness whatever it is that we're witnessing, ask ourselves, why is this upsetting me? What, what does this mean about me? And then I, I always um, encourage people to do this exercise whenever you're feeling stuck to write down, well, it, it means this, this, and this, like, how are you translating it? And then just keep saying, because, because, because. So, you know, if someone upsets yeah. yours in a relationship context, it seems like they're being a little bit cold or not very loving today. What does that mean about you? maybe and maybe we'll write down I've done something wrong um I'm not enough I'm, I'm not good enough for them they're losing interest in me um I didn't do this well enough or I didn't impress them enough I'm not beautiful enough and just keep going so what does that mean so because 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 and it will just whittle down to those much deeper beliefs I'm not enough I'm not good enough I'm not worthy I'm not lovable it just keeps going down so it's uh yeah it's a bit of a, a domino effect once you start going down that rabbit hole <laughs> It is. And I think it's when you're in a relationship, you kind of see the partner that you have is mirroring all the things that you don't want to see in yourself, which is why it could be very, very, I guess, triggering. Yeah. And that's when you just see all the blind spots. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it is a mirror, like you said, and we can, and the thing also works both ways. So the things that we don't like in others is mm. what we're not liking in ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, there's an, there's an exercise uh, in a, a book that I love. It's like, it's like my Bible, actually. I, I got it when I was, I think I first got it when I was like 18 and I've just kept it with me ever since. And when I read it, I was like, whoa we are we are like you know we're creating our own reality and we are choosing what we see in another person and um have you heard of the Ho'oponopono technique oh yes I love that technique it's yeah so beautiful. So it is so beautiful and exactly what we're just talking about I, I feel like it's one of the the best exercises to get to to really start like opening your mind to this this whole relationship dynamic between you and another so there's an exercise in that book where it talks about just writing down if I was to act like this person why would that be so if someone is acting a certain way towards you and it's upsetting you well if you can you understand this is people we can struggle with this because we can say well sorry they're being selfish I'm not selfish or they're being very hurtful and saying hurtful comments and I'm not I'm very loving um, or they're blocking me out and I'm not blocking them out. But if we then take that and say, and we can do it with anyone. I did it with a client the other day and it was her daughter that she's struggling with. But I, I said, 
if I was your daughter, to show her the example, if I was your daughter, why would I be doing this? Like, why would I be acting this way? Defiantly slamming doors, not opening up, um, you know, being quite rebellious. Yep. And I just stopped and asked myself, why would I, if I was to ever act that way, why would I feel the need to do that? And I thought, well, actually, you know well, this current climate that we're in right now, it does feel quite claustrophobic. It feels like we're being very heavily controlled. Mm. It feels like we don't have our freedoms at the moment. So that that would that definitely makes me feel like actually quite, quite um, like my freedoms are being stripped and quite wanting to be quite rebellious and wanting to have my freedom back. And, and actually, yeah, I am feeling a little bit frustrated and angry right now because I've attracted, even though it's her daughter, she's still come into my reality to tell me about it. So we can, when we kind of take that approach, I know it gets a bit trippy because it can just, you can just keep going with whoever <laughs> it is, but whatever we're experiencing in another, we can, we can, it's, I think it's called the double empathy technique. So you can look at the way that they're acting. And if that's upsetting you, it, it helps us to build some empathy. If we can say, if I was to ever act the way that they are, why might I act that way and make it completely about us? And then we start to say, and then we start to reveal all these things inside of us that actually it makes us realize they're not that different to me, actually, after all. Yeah, I do. I, I do something really similar with my like students when I have students who are quite challenging. I'll like think of it from their perspective or like, what am I doing that's causing them to act that way? And that just gives me like another perspective of like the yes. way that I teach or the way that I, um, I guess, yeah, the way that I teach and the way that I treat them or like <laughs> work with them. Yeah. And actually that's, yes, exactly that. You've just, that's the second part of the exercise. So the first part is saying, if I was to ever act like them, like if you had a very troublesome student, what, what are you seeing in them? Like what, what symptoms are they exhibiting mm. or, you know, what actions or behaviors they're exhibiting? So the first part is to ask yourself, if I was to ever act like that, why might I in any sort of context? It doesn't have to, you don't have, we don't have to always say if I put myself in their shoes, but just for us. And then the second part is why have I attracted this? Why am I seeing this? Like we were saying for the, in the earlier parts of our conversation. So it's like those two, those two ways just give us a much broader perspective. It does, it does. And I think it's just really good technique to use. <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good just kind of like foundation exercise to help bring us back because we we do spin out of control sometimes when everything gets triggered and then it just seems like everything's happening to us and we can't understand why someone's acting that way it just helps bring us back and by the way your students are so lucky to have a teacher like you that has that level of understanding and um and grace and just higher perspective oh thank you that I mean that compliment yeah that's like a huge compliment for me <laughs> I'm definitely still working yeah on it. <laughs> I truly I truly mean it though yeah, yeah I really mean it because we have such um we have such impact on on such tiny minds uh, at that age of even up through to teenagers and just we're so impressionable at that age and teachers make such a massive mark on their students so um I feel like the more kind of grounded and open and loving the teachers are, that's just going to have such a huge knock-on effect to those children. Yeah, definitely. Especially like, I feel like just during like COVID and everything, mental health is quite like a big um, issue. And just, I think, you know, practicing mindfulness and being really understanding towards the students, that's like, that's just really important. 
Mm, yeah, exactly. And knowing they're going through a, a really difficult time right now as well, because they are so impressionable and they've just kind of been thrown in the deep end in all of this. You know, we're adults. We've we've had our childhood and we've had all the things happen to us when we're growing up. But there's an entire generation of children that have been born into this sphere. Mm. So it's difficult for them as well. Like if we can apply some understanding and some love and just shine our love upon them, it's just it's like that light that just spreads around the world. Definitely. I mean, th these children are going to be our future leaders. So it, I guess it's our responsibility to really show them what love looks like and be quite practical about it as well. Yeah, and I feel like that's evolving because, you know, our ancestors have paved the way for us and we we're getting to a point now where many, 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 many more people and souls are awakening around the globe and are stepping up and spreading more light and contributing to the light and so it's like we're pre-paving it there seems to be quite a big shift that's happening there are so many people that are, are awakening around the world right now with all of the events that have been happening over the past couple of years that it's just spurring more light i, I see it as like uh looking down on earth and these little lights like fireflies are just lighting up all over the all over the earth because this contrast is causing that light within us to ignite so that we can step up and contribute to the love and contribute to the light and help with the fear and it's definitely because like how our old systems aren't really working out which is why we need another method of living yeah Exactly. And how, how the world is just shifting. I feel like we're kind of going back around and forming a completely new paradigm because we've uh, the way our ancestors lived, they lived with such a higher purpose and much deeper connection to the universe and to the earth. And we've just become more and more and more and more disconnected from that. And it's just, it's energetically, it's, it's imbalanced. Um, you know, the masculine versus the feminine energy across the planet and just the way and the fear versus the love and control and um, systems and it's just people's freedoms are being more and more restricted and we're forgetting we're forgetting our powers if you think about cultures now around the world and how how spiritual we are now I mean it's rising again but versus in ancient civilizations and even with our ancestors it's we, we've really gone downhill in terms of our connectivity and our um ability to like to, to actually use our spiritual powers now it's it's not normal like being psychic these days is not normal it's not normalized but it but but then again it's something that we all have access to it's a sense just like our other five senses but it's not something that's normalized it's and that's the way that our kind of our cultures have have evolved and gone so now i feel like it's kind of coming back around and there's this new wave where we say that we're moving into the new earth and into these 5d frequencies where people are awakening and activating so that we can then reset the balance and move back into that um more uh like 5d unity consciousness unconditional love um freedom and not being stuck and and enslaved in systems and how would you so what how would you describe what 5d is or just the different 3d 4d 5ds it could be quite confusing so what's your definition of 5d yeah i i never go by books so i never there's so many different teachings you can always look up what the different frequencies are of different um dimensions and different realms and there's the angelic realms and then the realms of light and then um 12 dimensions and everyone you know there's various different teachings on this and i i never believe that anything i don't go by the 
um, belief that there's right or wrong mm -hmm. with anything. I just believe that whatever is personally true for us and how we interpret things and feel things is right for us. For me, I think of 3D as this physical reality. So this space and time physical matter that we're living in right now. So that this third dimension, this physical earth that we're living in with our physical body, physical matter that we can, and our five senses that we can see and touch and smell and taste and hear. I then think of 4D as, I think of 4D as where our, all of the characters that we've lived, the, the essence or the soul or the spirit of that character still exists and there's still space and time there. And then I think of 5D as where our higher selves can exist in 5D and above. So 5D I, I see as unity consciousness in terms of we're, we're not we don't have the duality that we have in the third and fourth dimensions but instead it's unity consciousness so we know that everything is connected there's no separate there's no you and i it's just we're all connected there's no contrast like dark and light um good and bad everything is just happening and everything's happening for the highest good which then leads me on to the next value or quality which is unconditional love just seeing being able to see through that unconditional love that everything is working out for its highest good and everything is okay everything serves a divine purpose everything is always for our highest good um but in the third i believe that we choose to lower our frequency to come into this perception and into these lifetimes in the third dimension so that we can have access to that contrast and that duality so that we can learn lessons from it as I said before, with the limiting beliefs and then what that allows us to grow into with the contrast. If we know what we don't want, we know what we do want. If we have something that's and then we have our emotions as our guidance system. So if we have something that's upsetting us, what can we learn from it? Because if we were residing in the fifth dimensions and above those higher frequencies, we're not we're not having that level of contrast. So I believe that we come down to Earth to learn our lessons multiple times for many of us living hundreds of lives. And then so that we can kind of graduate earth, take, take us, allow our soul to grow and allow that soul's evolution so that we can then rise to next levels of ascended mastery for our soul's existence and our soul's frequency where that soul resides. Oh, that is so, so beautiful. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I hope I um, explained that with clarity, because like I said, everyone's kind of perceptions or interpretations of these things are different. So that's just my take on things. That's that's how I'm shown things. And it's how I see things as when I'm tuning into a higher self. It's it's always 5D or above. So that's when I said earlier about accessing that higher perspective. It's like that's the perspective I'm I'm tuning into either that or going straight up to source which is source energy just the creator of everything just to say well how how do you see it through your eyes how knowing i'm just an extension of that source energy how do i see it through those eyes yeah i mean i like to connect with my higher self as well so i'm definitely really really grateful to be able to have that gift as well and to access yeah. this information yeah it's a beautiful gift and I I was saying to this friend to a friend the other day we take it for granted sometimes we just mm. we just we just are so used to it that we just talk and say yeah I just I tuned in and I got this um yeah I got this clarity I tuned in. I'll just ask my higher self and then sometimes I'm having conversations with people and they're like sorry how do you ask your higher self what do you mean when you say tune in and I'm like wow gosh I'm actually so grateful like you said that we can have that perspective it's like talking to a wise wise uncle that just has all the answers like just being able to tune into that infinite wisdom and tune into those highest perspectives perspectives and have help at our fingertips whenever we need it mm. yeah 
I was gonna mention that as well, just knowing that we have that support and it doesn't have to be difficult. Yeah, although it often is. It is. That's part <laughs> of the lesson, right? <laughs> yeah, we need it. Yeah, exactly. We need, imagine if we had no emotions. Imagine if everything was just, we were just floating along like a jellyfish with no, no emotions. How, how could possibly grow? We would just be floating along we wouldn't know what we wouldn't have any triggers we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to grow there would be no expansion because nothing was pushing us like the dark pushes us to the light the lessons push us to the or the challenges sorry push us to the lessons and the learning and the growth how could we expand and then that growth that we're all experiencing is feeding back up into a feedback network a feedback loop back up into the universe a network i believe so vast we can't even begin to comprehend and we're literally contributing to the expansion of the universe we're just all growing and expanding constantly i mean yeah i just feel i just feel like this information should be common sense <laughs> me too like, like, everyone common sense this. everyone should know this I know and I, I want everyone to know that and I want everyone to be able to access that that's why I I love that right now we are in this stage where there's so much rapid ascension and souls are awakening all over the world to be able to tune in and access this information like when when I work with my clients I, I always say I'd, I don't want any of my clients to feel as if they have to like work with me as a coach every week for the rest of their life or just have me as that constant support system it's like I want that I want to help them activate I want yeah. them to be able to access their own amazing intuition within themselves so just clear those blocks that stopping them from and, and shift that perspective if i can just be a channel for that higher perspective and help activate that in them then they can receive their high perspective we just connect all those lights like the fireflies just spreading and you're you're guiding your clients to be self-empowered instead of like relying on you that's something that i resonate as well yeah i mean i worked with i went through a stage of my life where i worked with a mindset coach every single week for four years and it got and now when i look back i'm like my goodness <laughs> that was that was a bit that was a really big investment but not only that mm. but it it built it made me build a dependency mm. even though I had my own gifts and my own abilities to tune in for a while there I got a little bit lost in the oh I'm triggered but it doesn't matter I've got my session next week I'll feel better then so I lost my empowerment yeah isn't that interesting yeah um, I mean I definitely feel like it's good to invest in like a healer or like a coach mm. um when you feel like you really really need that support you know we all need that support oh my gosh definitely I still speak to I have a select few friends that I trust with my everything and they are the ones I go to when I'm stuck and I can't get clarity for myself on certain things whenever that comes around and we help each other we just I don't know anybody that doesn't get stuck even the the most um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I was going to say talented, but that's really not the right word. Um, even the most um, kind of very highly experienced channelers that have been doing this for so, so long that are able to tune into anything and everything that I know, they still get stuck and they work with coaches and they work with friends and other, we all need, and we all need that level of support sometimes. So yeah, I definitely believe that working with someone when you feel stuck, we're all here to help each other. It's just this we're all just co-creating together right because even the coach learns from the student or the client and the client learns from the coach and then we just recycle that around the world we're all helping each other only that's beautifully said and if I guess if any of my listeners 
are interested in working with you, how could they be in contact with you? Uh, just probably the easiest way is head to my website, um, which I'm guessing you'll list somewhere when you um, publish this, but it's just www.showmehappiness.com. And there's a link there that you can book in for a complimentary 15 minute discovery call. So I can do like a little mini tune in for you and um, see what's going on and see if we are the best fit to work with each other. But that's yeah, probably the easiest way to do that. Yeah, that's perfect. So I will definitely link link it in the podcast notes below and if any of my listeners are interested they can be in contact with you thank you okay so I'm going to finish off the podcast right now thank you so much Jay for joining me today I feel very very grateful to have you on my podcast thank you so much Anna I feel like that was such a juicy conversation and we just activated so much so I loved every single second thank you Oh, me too. I really, really liked it. We just went through so much information and everything, I guess, resonated for me and probably for my listeners as well. So yeah, was... everyone that's listening, they'll, they'll supposed, they're supposed to be listening. So it's perfect. Yeah. And I still also wanted to thank you for giving me this idea to start a podcast. But um, yeah, so to any of my listener, listeners, I had a session with Jay and she was the one who suggested me to start a podcast so I decided to do it even though that was I never had the intention <laughs> to do it and so far I'm really really loving it so thank you for that Jay. Oh I love that we've come back full circle and now I'm a guest on your podcast oh I yeah. love that so much <laughs> thank you for having me. Okay then um, if you are still joining me um, right now thank you so much for being here. It's such an honor to be part of your day and I will talk to you and see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.